This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. Welcome back. I'm Aaron. And we're here today to talk about season four actually we're gonna do a little bit of season three preamble stuff because we know it's been a long freaking time since this show has been on the air and i don't know about you aaron i went back to do some research on this show uh in prep for watching the trailer and talking about it today and i was lost i was real damn lost (laughs) we actually intended to record this yesterday which is thursday the what 16th and we both sat down like, I don't, I, I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. No. I need another day. And I'm glad we did because they dropped the official season four trailer <laughs> on us that day. I, what is it about? Like, I, I, I do the, are, are our studios bugged? Should we do this more often where we say we're going to do a yeah. preview and then we don't do the preview. So we bait the trailer. I, I don't know. But right. I think it worked out because now I feel a lot be- more better prepared because it has. This is a complicated show. Yes been off the air for two and a half years uh a lot has changed in the world a lot has changed in bald move this is the first uh, time you've heard our voices again uh, since since the last uh, season then then welcome back uh i'm glad to, to have you guys with us uh glad you survived the pandemic uh so far in the last few weeks this story has come out of google where one of their software engineers is suing them to protect a chat bot that he believes has achieved sentience Mm -hmm. whether it has or not you know this is this is a rip from the headlines westworld story baby people are debating about whether a artificial construct that humanity has designed is self-aware is passing the turing test it's a great time to get back to westworld because like i said we've said this all right these are complicated issues that we ought to grapple now before it's in front of us and i think westworld's got a great way to to kind of help us think through those things it does i uh, let me say this i i have some feelings on the show after doing some prep for this thing um sure i was amazed going back to all, all the way to season one i watched some of all shift x videos um he's got very good stuff over on his youtube channel and sure. big fan i was blown away by how simply concisely and cohesively he recapped especially that first season but then like Mm. uh, season two and three as well because my experience with seasons two and three were that they were very complex extraordinarily complex one of the most complex shows I've ever seen and the way that they were sort of boiled down into a 20 minute recap made me Uh realize that this show there's a veneer of purposely confusing storytelling happening over the top (laughs) of what are much simpler, more important concepts that the show is exploring. And I was just blown away by how, when you jettison all that shit about like, Oh, what does this mean? And what does that mean? And like theory of the week stuff. And you just get right down to it. The, the basic themes of this show are not that complex. And I feel like there is, they've maybe slathered slathered on a little too much Nolan type of storytelling uh, for the show. But 
you know, you get you get down to it and and there's some really interesting stuff here to talk about and we will we have been talking about it. We will continue to talk about those compelling themes uh, yes. in season four. I, I think with the trailer, the stuff I've seen from it, we have a lot more there to talk about. Uh, the place that they left us in season three is super compelling uh, with yeah. its post credit stuff. And from what I've seen in the trailers, I think we're in for some interesting inversions of the status quo that should. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could. Uh, the worst case scenario is I feel like it'll feel like a retread or like, you know, uh, some of those triple A games that uh, you, you, you play the levels going forward. And then late mm. in the game, they've run out of resources and you play the level backwards. Yuck. And it's like, this is the same fucking level. It's just I'm running backwards, huh? I, 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 my, my biggest fear is some of these inversions, if they're actually happening, are going to feel a lot like running through a level backwards. But um, I think best case, they're going to uh, illuminate and highlight material, you know, like, like themes and stuff that they've yeah. already established in the first two seasons. And it's going to layer on like, you know a song that you've got like a simple beat and then you put a melody over mm-hmm. it and then you like, it's going to feel like that where everything gets richer and richer. That's the hope anyway. Yeah. No, we'll see. Um, uh, I, I want to say, uh, we should probably start off with a little bit of a recap of where we left things last season because it has been so long and sure. I, I'm prepared and willing to do that if you are. So, yeah. Um, and I'm not going to explain it in like crazy detail. I just want people to like, Get the gist of it, and maybe that'll jog your memory. So, Dolores was, you know, working with Caleb for a large chunk of this season to try and take down Rehoboam and Solomon. And really, like, we thought she was trying to take down the entire world that humans had built, right? And it turns out to be true, just not for the reasons that we thought, because she, we thought she was helping on destruction. It turns out she's a little bit more concerned for humans and she knows that we have to tear down the system that's been built because it's a prison for these humans right and so she's in a way trying to free humans so she's a messianic figure at the end of uh of season three she's dying so that mankind might achieve uh some ability to live and Maeve the whole season has been like working for Ciroc and in service of hopefully getting her daughter and getting to live with her daughter, whether that be in the sublime or the real world or wherever. Um, yeah. And at and of the course, end, the sublime, if you don't like, maybe oh, we should back sure. that. sublime is, sure. is robot heaven. That was introduced yes. in season two with the bulk of the hosts of Westworld were able to escape to, including Maeve's daughter, but she herself like Moses before her died just short of the promised land. And, and all that was being run in the forge before, but Dolores went in and took the, the forge uh, blew up the forge, like destroyed that whole thing. And then, well, she didn't, but uh, yeah, she got the data out and she had a key that was the, you know, Serac was after, right. He wanted to get that, that key encryption. Um, And we didn't know where it was the whole season. And then we find out at the end of the season, that, oh, it wasn't in Dolores after all because she couldn't trust herself with it. It was actually in Bernard. Uh, Bernard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, like Bernard at the end of that season ends up going to the Sublime. He uses some Halo type uh, device to connect to the virtual reality, unlock the, the Sublime and go there. And then he powers down and we see him 
who knows how long later it could be a matter of a few years i would say up to a couple hundred years who knows um Mm -hmm. but he wakes back up at the end of that um very dusty the other thing is Dolores, you know, she's been on her mission and Maeve's kind of been on the opposite mission or, or on on a mission to help Sorok so that he'll help her. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this season, Dolores manages to convince Maeve to join her side, to see things her way. Um, yes. g- gives her her actual vision for the future and Maeve is on board. And she yeah. ends up destroy, helping destroy Rehoboam, uh, erase it, whatever, and maybe killing Sorak, maybe not. It's hard to tell. They leave him wounded there at the end of the season. Uh, but she, she's going to help to, you know, tear down this world and build a new one with humans involved. Yeah. And her uh, ultimate goal is to get back with her. That's still, you know, yeah. that's a, that's a one day goal, but it's still probably the primary motivator for her is to get back with her daughter eventually. Totally. Um, and like I said, Dolores have been working with Caleb this whole season and his journey this season was, to discover, I guess, how bad things had become for humans, right? Um, he, he's unlocking information both about his own memories and how those memories and his actions were controlled by Rehoboam and, and Sirach as an extension of Rehoboam. Um, and an extension of you know him being controlled is everyone's being controlled this way. There was this program yeah. where... Um, Rehoboam was influencing people to do things through this app where they would get offers and jobs and uh, go out and do things that it had tasked them to do. And there were people who were considered outliers and it's master plan because it's this artificial intelligence that is globe spanning that tries to predict the outcomes of human events and then tailor human events to reach a certain desired outcome. Um, mm-hmm. and Caleb was, has been a victim of that essentially because yeah. he, his, his whole life has been directed by this. He was in the military, um, at some point and I don't remember exactly how this happened, but he got into this, this outlier program, which is a program that takes you off the street, reconditions you, like makes you forget your past, gives you a new, uh, personality essentially. And then, you know, in in the show, it, they were they were tasking some of these outliers with going out and catching the other outliers and bringing them in for the same procedure um, in order to yeah, keep it, the strategy on track. The horror here being they're essentially turning all of the lower classes into human hosts for the enjoyment of the upper classes. Right. Because they're still living lavish parties. And it's kind of something like... I feel like that's been even more prescient in the last two years as, oh, yeah. as things have gotten harder and inflation's like the idea that like a lot of us are working grinding 50, 60 hour jobs just to stay ahead for ever smaller numbers of us to live the way uh, that make, the, the, the would make a pharaoh blush 7,000 years ago. You know, it's like they the, the guys with the right. building appears, but this is a little much. I don't know if I need a billion dollar yacht, guys. You know, I got the skiff <laughs> out in the, 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 the Nile River. So yeah, it's uh, those themes have become, I think, even more relevant and and since since the pandemic and and all that, absolutely. And there's the larger theme of free will in all of this, right? And Caleb, yeah. you know, having it, I, I, they make Caleb out to be some very special person who's able to uh, exercise free will, make a choice in ways that other humans are not. And I I don't know 
they don't really tell us why i don't think like they just tell no, us that they that do. is true there is, there's this this is a singular moment in dolores's life when she was a host in the combat park where they simulated terrorist attacks oh sure yeah that that uh caleb was the one of the uh, sergeants that wouldn't let his men rape the women that they saved yeah, but why and is he uniquely exercise, uh, a bit able to exercise think, free will, whereas other people are not? I don't think she's unique. It's just she could trust him to do something selfless and uh, egalitarian. Okay. So it's like it, any human could, but she knew this guy could. And because that's the other thing, because he had participated in Delos Park activity and wore that halo, she yeah. had the entire book of him that she could read. And she, I think and she know, did in that. And did and know exactly season. what yeah you know, what is the one human has been through this park that I can that it, I'm probably several would have fit but like yeah we'll yeah. we'll we'll do the things with the right bread crumbs that that will follow them and become the thing that I need them to become okay I thought I was under the impression that he's more like a one type figure from the Matrix or something right like it, yeah it could be I mean maybe he's the yeah like but but uh, but I, I don't know yeah. Um, I don't know. Anyway, like I yeah, said, that, so. that's one of the things that I, I've always wondered is like, what does Lisa and, and Jonathan actually think of humanity? Do they think we're just like fucked at a deep fundamental level or do they have hope right. for us? No, I, I think there's a little bit of hope uh, tinge to this show, but well, we could talk about that maybe. Um, yeah. So yeah, Caleb sure. gains control of Rehoboam thanks to Dolores um, and has it erase itself, which essentially frees humanity from its strategy. Uh, and then you've got. Charlotte, who I don't know that we can rightfully call Charlotte per se anymore because she's a copy of Dolores, right? As much as Shaloris is what we're, Shal- what we're calling her. Yeah. Shaloris. Shaloris. Sure. Dar- Del- Delorit doesn't sound very good anyway. So yeah. Delorit's bad. Shaloris is the way to go for Mona. <laughs> sure. Um, so she's kind of on the other side of this thing. She has gone full Wyatt mode um, after her Dolores personality was inserted into Charlotte's body uh, where she is hell bent on saving the world on a different path than Dolores, right? Dolores, we found out wanted to actually preserve the world for humanity too, but Charlotte wants to kill them all. Um, And to the point where the real William is actually killed indirectly by her, actually directly by a host William uh, at the end of this season. And and also like I I had the crazy th- well I don't think it's a crazy theory actually now that I've seen the trailers I think it's what's happening I don't think that Shaloris is trying to kill humanity I think she's arrived at the exact same place Dolores did she's got a completely radical different path that she's trying to take to save humanity like hmm. where it appears that she's almost training uh, like a, a small group of of, of humanity. Uh, the exact that to 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 increase their consciousness or free will in the exact same way that the host retreated in the first, you know, like she's going to lead them through a path of like instruction yeah. and suffering to perfect us so that we can live hand in hand with the with with the robots together. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I mean, I, I I'm sure there'll be fucked up parts of that plan, but I, I don't think Shalores wants us all dead anymore. I think. She wants to secure the existence of the her, her species first and foremost. And I think if she can save humanity, she would. But I, it might think, be a fucked up way to go about it. Yeah, I think what's going on with William is super interesting in that context, which. Um, yep. When we left. So so in season two, at the very end, um, there is a shot of William, a host William waking up in the desert and being 
put through the same thing that uh, fucking John Day. I don't know his name. Delos, the the original Daddy Delos. Jim uh, Delos, yeah. Jim, Jim was put through. You know, all the way down, right? Um, that stuff. He he's being interrogated by his daughter at the end of that season. Hundreds, a, a long time in the future. Um, it seems to me like this is, you know, the the host William that we see at the end of season three kill the human William. And if, if you look at the themes of like what was happening there, it feels like they are trying to get William as a host to become sentient, right? To to experience that bicameral mind and go go walk the maze and become like an actual free thinking entity. That, that's probably that's my best guess as to what they're doing there um so yeah, yeah if, if charlotte is is a part of that plan then she most definitely is trying to preserve the humans in some way just not not in the human form right yeah yeah or there's might be this case that like it's interesting that charlotte and william their original selves met their end at the end of season three charlotte was deleted uh um and uh William was slit had his own s- throat slit by a robot copy of him. I well, wonder Dol- Dolores if gonna- was deleted, right? Charloris Char- is still Oh, I'm sorry. Dolores. Yeah. I I got the Dars of Charlotte. Um I got I got the the Portmanu <laughs> easy to do reversed. Yeah. Uh Dolores died because she got the she got deleted sector by sector by Rehoboam. Uh, and then William got his th- throat slit by a copy of himself. I, I wonder if um, there's going to be this idea from because there's a lot of Dolores is still out there, too. Uh, yes. I wonder if one of the fragments of Dolores will wonder if they got rid of William too soon and they, there's something vital that they need to understand. And they're trying to because re- we, be. we've also seen that the machines like Dolores especially has shown the ability to recreate a human just from her experiences and fidelity checks. Like yeah, they she essentially resurrected Bernard. Arnold. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Bernard Arnold. Uh, so I'm wondering if some of this is what we're seeing uh, uh, that, that, that they're doing. They're, they're trying to recreate him because the machines need him to understand something vital about the humans. There's also there's something strange in the, the trailers we saw like this uh, William in this apparatus, this big ring apparatus has these kind of translucent uh, circle doors that close over him. And he's in this like looking like a Tron suit. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we saw William die, but I wonder if he's dead in the exact same way. Like Sirach's brother was dead. He's in some kind of suspended animation, like at his moment of death. And they're keeping him as a reference copy. Could but be. there's also scenes in a trailer of William with a partially reconstructed hand. Hmm. like it maybe is a robotic hand or maybe it's something to like in, in like the expanse technology where they can actually regrow from stem cells or something. But like it, it, I, I, I wonder if they actually are keeping some aspect of William, the real William alive. And that makes me also think, I wonder if there is also aspect of the real Dolores that's still alive as well. Yeah. I don't know Um, where we leave Charlotte. And William is like uh, host. William is working for Charlotte and she's building an army of hosts or I I don't want to call it an army necessarily because we don't know its purpose, but she's building a shitload of hosts. Hundreds. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Maybe more. We can actually even see the end of the building that she's building them in. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, you know, it can have two purposes, right? It could be an army to go kill all humans or it could be 
transplant material for human consciousness, you know, um, a la what they're doing with William. So I don't know. Her, her motives, I think, are still up in the air as much as Dolores's were up in the air, right? <laughs> Through the last couple of right. seasons. Because we right. thought she was Just a fucking like we- monster hellbent on destroying humanity. Turns out it, it was a little obfuscated. And I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of a reprise of that where Shaloris is going to seemingly being doing something dastardly right. and diabolical. And it's just her um, attempt, uh, her different attempt to, to save humanity. But, it could uh, be. Or she could just be a monster. Who knows? I don't know. She seems pretty evil. And there's a line in the trailer that says there's something wrong with the world and it's my fault. And they cut directly to Shaloris. And I'm like, yeah, she's what's wrong in the but world. Also, this newborn, I'm guessing. Uh, Dolores, who's uh-huh. got brown, brunette hair, dark red hair, whatever, and she's the one delivering those lines. Yeah. Like, there's going to be another sequence of another Dolores awaking to the reality of her situation and thinking it's all. And in, in a, in a, if if any fragment of the original Dolores is left in her, then she'd kind of be right. Like, it is. Uh, I, 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 who's who's got more of a fault in the architect of this? Is it Bernard or is it Dolores or is it a dance that they dance together? Yes. So I love um, speaking of AltFX videos. He points this out: how this has been a loop, right? This has been. Uh, there's an MC Escher painting in Dolores's house in the real world that shows like one hand drawing the hand drawing that's drawing other, yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that very much, you know, it's emblematic of that idea that like she has been created by him, but then he was recreated by her. If right. he goes and recreates her after her death again, I mean, it's just, I want to say circle complete, but it's the never ending circle continuing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see something very poetic and interesting there. But, I mean, we're kind of caught up with where everybody is at the end of this. Um, I assume Stubbs is just like a pool of goo at this point in the bathroom. Well, we see him walking around in the trailer, and it makes oh, me... Oh, you're right. It makes me wonder, uh, how did he get out of there? Mm-hmm. Why did he choose to leave Bernard behind? Like, just comatose uh, sitting there on the bed for so long. Yeah. Um, is it the actually like is it did the, the 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 tubs we tubs the stubs we know dissolve in the goo in the bathtub and they've recreated him and pulled. Possible. I don't know. That's one of the burning questions I have is like, how did he get out of that hotel room? Why did he leave Bernard? Uh, and and, uh, you know, he seems to be the guard, like one of the guardian angels of the of the robots in the wild. Um, and there's even yeah. we talked about that in the um, wrap up episode. Like I had this idea of. uh he tried to commit suicide in Westworld and he missed his vertebra. Uh-huh. What the fuck is that? A machine <laughs> right. made a mistake. Like to me, that sounds like maybe one of the last cards played by Ford or maybe even Bernard uh-huh. to try to do some, some shaping or control of things. But they're, they're clearly, I mean, we're, are we talking about the trailer now? Yeah, let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think one to okay. So let's talk. Let's talk about 
we left the world of Westworld in flames. Yeah. It's major cities were get were go on fire. Uh you had Dolores Dolores running around with with barrels of explosives blowing shit up. And when you say the world of Westworld, you mean the real world outside of the, the park. real world. Yeah. yeah, the globe, terra firma. Uh Yet when we rejoin the action in the trailer, uh, we see Caleb sitting on a ledge having lunch, like looks like he's clocked into a, a regular working day. Mm-hmm. Now, you'd think it's like, OK, well, the governments of the world quelled all the riots and they've returned some semblance of order. It When I was watching this, I remembered that last, uh, you know, when they were debating about, you know, Rehoboam and all that kind of stuff. There was this last prediction that the Solomon engine made where if they went down this this path, that there would be a predicted mass casualty event in six to 10 years, another one in 12 to 16 years, leading to a population collapse in exactly 23 years. No wiggle room there. Mm-hmm. Then the end of human civilization in 50, 125 years. I'm guessing we're in the six to 10 years between the first initial riots and overthrow of Rehoboam and that six to 10 year population uh, mass casualty event. Makes sense. The other, the other thing is Rehoboam is gone because Mm -hmm. uh, we know that uh, Caleb was one of his profiles is he was not designed to be married or have children, but he's wearing a wedding ring conspicuously in (laughs) all the trailer stuff. So, oh, yeah, I mean, Rehoboam he's, is, he's is still a gone. working stiff, but he's regained some of his humanity and some of his freedom and some of his ability to to make choices. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing I noticed. So you, you just want to trade observations about the trailers? Yeah. So one of the things that piqued my interest is, you know, those all white drones that we see. Yeah. Uh, the faceless. Occasionally. Drones. Yeah. And in, in, in mostly in the park, but like. Uh-huh. I don't think we've ever seen him outside the park. This trailer has one, as best I can tell, outside the park, talking to a young girl who may be Maeve's daughter. I I can't remember exactly what she looked like. Could be Maeve's daughter. Could be, I don't know. Some yeah, right. Some, uh, something. Uh, either way, like the most interesting thing about that to me is the the all white robot drones are outside of the park, which makes me wonder: is that what Shaloris was creating? All right, I'm going to do another observation. It looks like Shaloris is running a central spire tower around an island constructed city. And the top of that has a control room exactly like the original Westworld. Hmm. And there's another scene of her like with a whole bunch of people in this city, like frozen in a dance position and she's inspecting them. I wonder if she has found the way to use their, you know, Wi-Fi host powers to directly influence humans who have, I don't know, maybe been infected by a fly or something <laughs> and that they, you've, she's essentially slowly turning humans into hosts yeah. to then uplift them to give them true free will, will the Put way that the hosts maze, have. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got this inversion of like the first two seasons were about these masses of hosts and you had humans moving among them and the hosts were oblivious to it. And in season four, Shaloris is going to have a city where you have masses of humans doing their thing and hosts moving about them, manipulating them without their knowledge. You've got yeah. like a through the looking glass kind of thing going. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing, I guess about, previous seasons has been how like the the relationship to free will and the maze and like the the idea that trauma is what sort of inspires free will uh in humans yeah 
and and Rehoboam was all about preventing that trauma right finding the most optimal path for humanity to get to some utopia uh, and making sacrifices along the way but the park could be about intentionally putting humans through that in order to reach the next level of consciousness I could could be very interesting it, it but it also runs right up to the edge of that treading old ground uh, well, stuff that's what that you're saying. worried about like, is that an inversion or is that going to feel like going through the level backwards right um, right why we, we i don't i don't know so uh, what else do you got uh I, i've heard the term mob world thrown around and we see like was, a 1920s okay. gangster tinged prohibition era sort of uh, I, I was world gonna, i was calling a prohibition world in my notes okay. but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so which means Dalo somehow is still allowed to run a park even after all the shit that they've stirred seemingly i mean yeah if, if we think chaloris is gonna be running something they could be yeah running a park there um some some hybrid thing like one of the parks is running humans as hosts and the other part of the park is running host for humans uh i I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's a transitionary period, right? Like by all accounts, if you're, if you're trying to well, inspire sure. a new world, well, you kind of did it, but you got to wait, you know, and you need to have people on board with, with whatever plan you have in the meantime. I think we need to be open to the, to the idea that for the great powers of the world, the world has essentially reset after they're like it's, they're trying yeah. to keep the system going. And part of that is Delos is, you know, still running fucking Westworld. Totally. Or, well, you know, gangster world, mobster world, whatever Capone world. Yeah. Um, and still taking in people. Now it also might be something that Shaloris is doing intentionally. Cause like, I do have a theory. There's this, there's this epic shot of, um, it might be, uh, Maeve's daughter's face opening up and just spewing flies. And then we see a scene of a guy who is in the, uh, outfit selection area of mob world. Like he's selecting which of his hats and which Tommy gun he wants. Like he, like this thing is being overrun by flies. It looks like a fly is forcing its way into his eyeball. There's another shot of Aaron Paul on the ground screaming and an, a fly entering his ear canal. I think that I don't know who's doing it, but my theory is Shaloris is using these flies as a literal virus to infect humans. Like it's like some kind of machine code that's like turning humans into hosts. This is my grand unified theory. Yeah, um, could be. And they're using Maeve's daughter, but I, I don't know where the Maeve's daughter, because it does seem like it's Maeve's daughter, but I don't know. Maybe they recast her like Maeve's daughter is clearly like probably seven years older than she was at the start of this thing. So they probably do. I don't, I don't know, but that, that flies have always been something. It's been something like that was a shorthand in season one for a host being infected mm-hmm. by sentience. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's like, again, it's another one of those inversions that there's something infecting real people, uh, real humans, flesh and blood humans. I mean, the other wrinkle there is Maeve's daughter, looking like she's in the real world last we knew she was in the sublime right so are we seeing the sublime or did she get brought out somehow how about that shot of the hoover dam with the sublime looking rift? like a sublime rip running right through it yeah. like yeah. Uh, is, is is the are they siphoning power off the human dam to keep the sublime running because that <laughs> maybe um yeah like or is the sublime going to always run in Bernard's head? They, they need to feel like they'd need to find a permanent home for that because that's just an inherently dangerous uh, situation for it to, to be going. To, yeah. You know, like he's, he's yeah. a single point of failure. Sure. 
yeah you'd think robots would understand the uh it's a it's a wild of distributed systems it's a wild um it's it's a wild visual yeah and i can't wait to see what they're doing with because there's also something we talked about on the, the wrap-up of the last podcast the idea that time runs differently in simulations those hosts could have been chilling in the sublime for a hundred thousand years in the last couple of years and could right. achieve some kind of crazy, you know, like Kim was talking about this crazy utopian society yes. that Bernard is going to use as a blueprint for like, I got to come out, you know, like, like I, I, I've learned some things I need to get out into the real world. Yeah. But what it's doing, what's it to Hoover Dam, who knows? I don't know. Uh, also they're destroy. I saw them destroy Roboam for some reason i know he was deleted mm. last season but the the computer was still there uh the whole uh, inside the, building as best i can tell gets blown up yeah i was wondering if um because they said that as Rohobo, rohoboam i pronounce him rohoboam all my life and as rohobo hoboam hoboam yeah um as he was deleting dolores is there any idea that he was keeping a copy of each of her sectors in his own memory and that's going to be a way that they're going to mm-hmm. have the messianic figure arise from the dead. I mean, that's then... the that's the thing in the finale episode. Like, there's this power surge, right? When Dolores is yeah. hooked up to Rehoboam, and it's the thing exactly. that gives Caleb control over it. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who's to say Dolores wasn't just entirely uploaded into Rehoboam? The only thing is, like Lisa Joy said pretty definitively that this version of Dolores is dead and gone. Like the okay. one that we have followed since season one. But this version right. does a lot of fucking heavy lifting when you're talking robots. And because yeah. we know there's at least sentience. four more of her out there, I think five. More right. There's the there's the there's the Lawrence marble that's still mm-hmm. ambulatory walking around. There's the Musashi marble, which I think is deactivated. There is the Connell's marble. Yeah. The security uh, goon for. The, yeah. Sarah's. I, I and I wonder. Um, I don't know if he's alive or dead or still walking around. I can't. Then remember. there's, then there's Dolores Prime, which which is gone in Shaloris. Yeah. So there's definitely, and but but I would call those those were all shards of Dolores. The Dolores mm-hmm. Prime that's had all the experiences and the whole continuity of existence. I, I think is gone. But it, there again, yeah. it could also just be transferred to Roboam and then transferred to another body. There's some kind of fucking Dolores Abernathy running around out there saying season one innocent Ab- uh, Dolores Abernathy things. But th- that that wouldn't be by definition right. the same Dolores. So. Yeah, there's nothing in this trailer that indicates continuity here uh, between the Dolores yeah. that that we knew that was erased and the Dolores that we see in the trailer. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm still wondering how they're using the maze because I saw Bernard flashing that mm-hmm. to somebody as almost like a pass for it. And I, I, I thought that was a little hokey that they they were using that uh, maze symbol as like some kind of a sign of the human underground. That like, I, 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 I what is a unifying thing about this, this, this symbol? Because it made sense in season one and a little bit in season two. And I, I think using the maze is a little bit cringy. Like the, I hope they have a bomb ass reason that the maze is still. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just become a symbol. It's like the U.S. flag, you know. Sure, it could be that. Kind of cringy that it's that they were flying it from all businesses and houses, but shit, it's the United States. What are you going to do? Yeah, or it could be something that we're just we don't fully understand yet because we haven't seen the the fruit of Dolores' plan. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh. 
There's a scene of Caleb looking like he's fucking around in an open fusion reactor. Yeah, what is happening there? Uh, it's like I said, it feels like there's the sun behind uh-huh. him, and there's some kind of containment vessel in front of him, and like he's, he's like being cremated Spock. or something. He's like Rathacon. Yeah, he's either yeah. being cremated or Rathacon too, trying to like oh, uh, do open heart surgery on a fusion reactor with his bare hands. But he seems no way idea, too comfortable, right? For the situation well, he's in, like if there are the fires of hell behind, directly behind him, he seems right. panicked, but but not actively being burned alive. Is is my feeling on a scale between uh, Aaron Paul sleeping and Aaron Paul at the end of the freak on the leash video. <laughs> Okay, I would say he's not calm. I would say he's definitely like Aaron Paul losing his shit and ur- acting with urgency and franticness, but you're not, uh-huh. not like a person who is like being combusted by nuclear fire. Yeah. Right, right. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, shit, maybe he's a host at that point. Who knows? Is there ever there's like, is that because that's the thing we've been fucking around with the idea that like. There used to be many many types of hominids on this planet that had pr- probably sentient human-like intelligences like the neanderthal mm-hmm. and we killed them we outcompeted and yeah. killed them put them to death and we are the only ones left on the earth it feels to me like this could be a story about our successors yeah and that it's not that humans are going to not be around anymore. It's just that this is the next evolution. Mm-hmm. This is you why know, I'm 100 like, percent okay with that fact. Like, right? And if you're not, no one gives a shit. Like, ask a Tyrannosaurus Rex how is if right. he's cool with being a turkey now. Yeah. He probably would not be cool. Uh, you know, uh, going from apex predator to on the Thanksgiving table, but no one asked him because that's not how life works. Like. You know, um, if we're going to be like the Neanderthal probably didn't want to be replaced either. It happened. And I yeah, I'd be cool, especially because these are like, I think, recognizably human people um, with all of our, you know, maybe even better versions of us. And uh, and maybe there's a way to I keep on wondering also if there's a way to capture human consciousness and put him into the. Like, I know that was one of the holy yeah. grails that they had as one of Delos research, but I wonder if they'll uh-huh. perfect that and they even be the resurrection of Dr. Ford, because I wouldn't mind seeing Anthony Hopkins. Back. Sure. Yeah. Get him He's back. Ninety three million years old now, but uh, <laughs> he was bringing the fire the last two seasons I saw him in. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's what they're trying to do with uh, William in the far future, but we'll see. And I would say I hope that if there is you know, some creation that comes out of humanity of artificial intelligence, that it would be more moral, more ethical than we are. And that the phase out would be a lot smoother for humanity, right? Like, yeah, not line them up against the wall and shoot them all to death, but yeah, I don't let want them Terminator, run the natural I... course, right? Let them be out yeah. competed, but yeah. in a soft uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. Nah, we'll probably but die we'll screaming. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That too shall pass. Uh, what else? We have I, to don't, talk I don't about? just want like a, a stronger, faster, smarter version of humans to uh, succeed us. What I would like is a better, uh, you know, kinder, gentler version of humanity to succeed us. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be nice. But again, you know, we don't get to decide whether we're T-Rexes or turkeys. So. Right. And how do you outcompete a species as ruthless as humanity if you're not just as like, much stronger, or faster, more so? Yeah, smarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else we have to talk about from the the trailers and getting people hyped for for season four? I think that's about it. Um, 
Yeah, I, I'm very excited after having watched the the last two episodes of season three and yeah. gone through and done some research on the overarching uh, themes. I'm very excited for season four. Ready for it no, to be I'm here. coming in here. I'm well rested. I'm I'm well read at the last few things we've been watching. I've been thoroughly enjoying. So I'm not like pissed off or feeling a certain way about watch, watching <laughs> a bunch of stuff I don't like. I am yeah. like in and I am in peak peak podcasting form for for Westworld season four. Uh, I want I, and, and again, like I said, there's stuff in the headlines that are making this stuff super relevant from mm-hmm. an AI sentience perspective from a like, do we have free will or we just run around in this hamster wheel for no goddamn reason perspective? Uh, I think it's going to be more resonant than ever. And I really hope uh, Nolan and Joy can bring the thunder. They've certainly had enough time. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much they plan to have, but they've been given enough time by circumstance to dot all the i's uh cross all the t's my only real cons- the only real complaint i had with season three is like some of the action scenes and i think westworld does sure. trade on a certain amount of slick sci-fi action was not great um but they pretty much fixed all those problems in the second half uh i don't know how much of it is jennifer getzinger because man the episodes she directed all that mm-hmm. shit just fucking worked yeah I hope I, I haven't seen who the director is in any of these episodes yet. Um, I hope that she's returning because, man, she was a shot in the arm uh, and, and, and a nice, tight uh, storyteller that could do action uh, and the type of person that they need, uh, you know, behind behind the, the camera in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope they can keep that momentum going. Um, and whether they bring the thunder or not, we are going to continue to bring the thunder. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what coverage we plan on bringing we decided because we we have we have screener access to the show uh but we have decided amongst ourselves that we are going to go into this season blind we are going to watch the first episode of westworld live at 9 p.m eastern with everybody else in the world and after that's over we're going to do like we did the year before we're going to do an instant talk podcast where jim and i give our off the cuff impressions of the episode, the questions raised without any, you know, research or thinking about it. Cause we just watched it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to host an instant talk. Uh, did I say instant, an instant take, which gives us our opinions and stuff. And then we're going to host an instant talk immediately after where we'll invite people, our club members uh, who are joining us through the YouTube uh, video feed to chat with us and ask questions and make comments and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we're going to answer those live and that podcast will be available in an archive for club members. Um, but you're going to have to be a club to participate in that and to enjoy that. Uh, so we're going to do that on Sunday night and that will be each and every Sunday night. Um, then on Tuesday, we'll have our full podcast as normal where we can get all the cultural references and the AI concepts and all that stuff researched. And then a departure from last year is we got so much feedback. <laughs> uh, we are going to do a dedicated feedback show later in the week, probably Thursdays. Yeah. Now, I will say once the first week is done, we are probably going to use those screeners to time shift our recordings of certain stuff. Yeah. So like we will pre-record where Jim and I will watch the screeners together, pre-record our instant take and then play that while we're getting ready for the instant talk portion. But the other thing we're going to do is we're never going to get more than one week ahead. So we're mm-hmm. not going to be at, we're not going to be further ahead than than you are at any time, because honestly, we're scared to death of accidentally spoiling things because we know yeah. a big, 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 big part for good or ill, because it's not necessarily a good thing, is the obsessive 
uh, theory making yeah. and 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 dwelling over the ARG stuff and the crazy theories of the week. And it would be a real bummer if we're five episodes ahead and we're like, nah, this is stupid. Nah, it's so we're gonna we're gonna be playing along the same. The only difference is we're gonna use it to get a day or two ahead so that because we're also doing so much stuff. We're we're gonna this is gonna mm-hmm. run right up into. House of the Dragon, also on HBO. The Rings of Power. We've got For All Mankind and the Boys going. We Better Call Saul full, comes so. back sometime. Better Call Saul going to come so. back in the middle of this mess. The fucking Walking Dead is going to shamble in. <laughs> Who knows at the end of August some, at some point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but we our pledge to you is we're never going to be more. We're never going to be ahead of where you actually are, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep pace. We're going only going to mm-hmm. use this to kind of time shifter our coverage a bit. So. Uh, if you have thoughts, as always, send them into Westworld at baldmove.com. And we can't wait to, to this this Sunday night, man. This Sunday night, we're going to watch the premiere with everybody. And we're going to talk about it immediately after and a whole bunch more for the next eight weeks. Glad to have everybody back. I'm very excited to be talking to Westworld. And we'll see you uh, immediately after that first episode on the instant take if you're a club member. And if not, we'll see you on Tuesday following. Uh, Westworld at baldmove.com. Get your takes in. We'll see you next week.